everyone. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Guys Like Us podcast. In this episode, I chat with E.P. Pierce, a good friend from high school and elementary school. I grew up playing soccer with E.P. Um, and have been in touch for the past 10, 15 years, which is crazy. I'm super excited to get into this podcast and hear a bit more about E.P.'s testimony um, and how he survived several car crashes and his start of the United Movement Group and how he's been able to transform this group with, with the grace of God and the Holy Spirit into something uh, extraordinarily powerful and impactful for so many lives, as well as uh, something else that I'm going to leave for the episode. Welcome to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is Tyler Brondike, and I'm joined here today with E.P. Pierce. E.P. is a good buddy and friend. We both grew up in Mansfield, Massachusetts. E.P. is an entrepreneur, the founder of United Movement, a youth pastor, and is my Brazilian friend in Mansfield. Mansfield. Um, without further ado, thanks so much for joining me, E.P. Thank you so much, Tyler. Thank you so much, guys like us, for this opportunity uh, to share a little bit of uh, what we have been witnessing and experiencing uh, these last couple years. Uh, it's truly been an honor to be a part of this. Awesome. So, EP, how I normally kick us off is um, opening up in a brief prayer. I can I can open us up, and I'm going to ask you later on to close us. Okay. Dear Lord, thank you for bringing EP and I together today. We're incredibly grateful and, and and happy that we have an opportunity to to share your love and how you've been working in both of our lives. EP has been someone that's been part of my life for quite some time now. Has been one of those friends that um, we we lost touch for you know for a brief moment, but we've been able to come back together and, and reconnect. Um, all in your glory um, and in your name. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. So, EP, um, I, I know I briefly touched upon United Movement. Um, so, you know, while we're on that now, can you can you tell me a bit more what what you guys are and what you're what you're about and when it first started? Um, well, United Movement. Actually, we're about to make our first year anniversary on the Fourth of July. Um, it's something that uh, we started um, unexpectedly. Um, it was something that last year when uh, I got a bunch of people together, um, I will get into my uh, how I even got to having Fourth of July with all these people. But it all began when um, I was in a I was in a car accident a couple years back when I came back from college, and um, in that car accident I spent a, a pretty much two years of not having a summer. Um, because the first year it was all, I was all crippled, and then when the second year came, I had already given my life to Christ. So the same friends that I had before weren't the friends that I had now. And something that I really wanted to do was to impact this generation with the love of Jesus Christ. Uh, so what we did on 4th of July, our mission was to bring as many Jesus freaks as we could to the beach to, for one for one goal and one mission. Uh, we knew that everybody on 4th of July, they're looking uh, for, let's say, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, They're looking to turn up and they're looking to go wild. And I was trying to do the same thing, but in a different way. I was trying to show that it is possible to turn up. It is possible to be happy. It is possible to go wild, but you don't need drugs. You don't need alcohol. You don't need to be involved with all that stuff that the world world puts in your mind as an illusion Mm -hmm. uh, and those temporary pleasures. So for uh, God's glory, um, we were able to get 50 young people uh, to come out and uh, be part of that first day at the beach. Um, we got 50 young kids and there. We played music. We played games. We uh, gave a word. We take, took time for prayer. And after that, um, I decided to open up my heart and give a brief testimony of uh, that day. It was very powerful for me. Uh, it was something that uh, we didn't do for others. I knew that everybody that went, we needed that for ourselves. Uh, to show that we are to, together, we are stronger. Uh, so when we got all these people to when we got all these people together, and I started to give them that testimony, like guys, I've always had a dream to be around church people and work with church people, and um, I have never celebrated a holiday without being out in the world partying and doing all that stuff. The year prior, yes, I was already saved. I already had a relationship with Christ, but unfortunately, I was in the hospital. So I didn't have a summer. I wasn't able. To, I wasn't able to go out or do anything like that. Um, so when um, I gave that testimony, I I was like, I want to thank everybody for coming out. Uh, this was the first time that I was a- that I've been out with Christian people on a holiday. Turns out, Tyler, I wasn't the only person that had a testimony to give. Mm-hmm. So from me giving, opening up my heart and giving a testimony, we had another. We had more people. That wanted to that wanted to come out and talk a bit, little bit about their experience, and then what crazy thing after that is something that turned out as a beach, at the beach, a bunch of young kids that were just wanted to worship and pray and pray for this country, uh, for change because we do believe we are the future, but for that future to happen, it depends on what we do today, mm-hmm. and um, so three days at two days later. Uh, we planned a luau at uh, one of the girls' houses. And we thought was just going to be the same thing that we did at the beach, but this time a little bit Brazilian style with sure. a lot of barbecue, with a lot of churrasco and picanha, as we like to call call it. Mm-hmm. And um, we expected the same 50 people to go. But this time, because it was at our uh, friend's house, we were able to bring instruments. We were able to bring sound systems and all that. And we wanted to really have a good time and actually have a, a time to be with God, a time that was dedicated to God. And uh, when we got there, uh, we we started the night, a lot of food, a lot of um, fun stuff. And then all of a sudden, um, time, a little bit of time goes by. And um, I start to look around. And then I start to look at the food. And I start to look around again. And then I look back at the food. And I'm, I look at the people and I'm like, man, there's a lot more than 50 people here. Mm-hmm. And as time goes by and we started to worship and we started to um, like play music and uh, we started to preach the gospel. For God's glory, we were able to round up over 150 people wow. in two days at this person's backyard. And... Uh, 
those people that came, there was people from Rhode Island, there was people from Connecticut, there was people from all over Massachusetts. And the power of unity, that's the thing. Our, our goal our, and our mission is to unite God's people, mm -hmm. unite all youths, unite all churches. There is no rivalries between churches. There is no such thing as being competitive with a brother in Christ. We are all part of the body of Christ. So for one part of your body to work properly, the other part needs to be doing their job. So I might be the arm, but somebody has to be the muscles. Mm -hmm. So so together we can work together and be efficient. Uh, where United Movement comes in is we want to be that bridge that connects God's people. We want to be that bridge that helps the small church get what they need done. If they need an instrument player, if they need a musician, if they need a singer, if they need um, guest speakers, whatever they need, we are there mm -hmm. to make sure that there is not one service that goes without being filled with mm -hmm. exactly what they need so God's will can be done on that night. Yeah. That's that's our goal. That's our mission. Um since then a lot of things have gone out, but I'll let Tyler take this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, awesome. That that was that was a lot of great background EP. Um one one thing I noticed is you, you mentioned right that, that first night there was just about fifty people there and then and then you're going back for the second event and you said over hundred and fifty people in just several days. And when you think about if you were to organize any other kind of program, um, and, you know, I might be biased here, but any other program that that wasn't, you know, with the spirit of God and with people that were desiring and seeking to get, you know, to get more, I don't think that would have been possible. You know, call me mm -hmm. crazy, but 150 people in two days, um, I think there has to be some power power in that. Um, you Absolutely. know, you, you spoke on this briefly, but you know, how important is the people that are around you and having that community for? for United Movement and even just being a Christian? Well, the people that um, you... I say this a lot to my kids and my our students. Um, the people you surround yourself with, whether you like it or not, they are the people you're going to become. Um, so I always tell the kids, like, be careful who you're surrounding yourself with. You want to tell me that you're spiritually prepared to take on the battle with that person or so-and-so? Okay, I pray for you that you are. But remember... That it's a lot easier for the devil to pull you than for you to lift him up. So if you're if you're if you're not ready to be in that type of environment yet, you shouldn't be there. Um, I'll use myself for an example. In November, it's about to be three years that I'm sober. Three years. Um, for those ha that know my past, to be honest, to see me today is something that I'm pretty sure they wouldn't expect. And I wouldn't expect to be in the position that I am today either, just because of my past and the mm -hmm. decisions I've made in the past. But I'm living proof that if you surrender and you give yourself to God, he will do tremendous things in your life. I'm the living proof of that. Mm -hmm. I should be dead. I should be in a wheelchair. I shouldn't even be able to walk. And I'm only 24 years old. But for God's glory, I run. I jump. I play soccer every single week. I'm not as fast anymore. But I can still play. I can still participate in everything. And why? That's because God has a plan in my life. Mm -hmm. So my suggestion to everybody that is listening to this right now, surround yourself with people that have the same vision. Surround yourself with people that have the same goals. And 
most important of all, surround yourself with people that have God in the center of their lives. Because those people who trust in their own strength, they won't get places. But if you rely into in God's strength, you're already victorious mm-hmm. from the start. Awesome. So you mentioned, you know, going back to to when you, you know, maybe shouldn't have been alive today. And so I know you're involved in several different car accidents. Can you can you kind of walk me through that entire experience for you? I think a lot of us, um, or you know, some people that might not have been as close at the time, um, overheard what was going on. But you know, I I, I don't think we kind of made sense of it all, and it wasn't made public, you know, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Um, can you kind of talk about what happened during that that first car accident? Well, uh, when I got to that first car accident that I was in, um, I was 22 years old, 21, I'd rather almost 22. And um, I was living in Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia, for about two years. And um, in that time, uh, at first, oh man, I went there with. It was God's plan for me to go there. God did uh, fulfill everything that He said He was going to do. Um, everything I had prayed for, He was with me. I knew without a doubt. But um, the one thing that I tell you um, is the devil never gives up on you. He's patient. He just needs to take you down at one point or another, and he's never going to give up on that. And with me, my case was he blinded me. He put a mask on my face, and in that mask, I saw money. I saw drugs. I saw parties. I saw that little bit of fame, and um, I liked that a lot um, at the time. So I started to get distracted with ungodly things, and before I knew it, I was already not even going to church, and that whole party lifestyle was taking over me. Um, What is crazy about that first accident, Tyler, is that three months prior um, to that accident, I went to a church, and I wasn't even going to church like that, but I knew the pastor that was going to be preaching in Atlanta, uh, he was from up north too, and he was a close friend of my father's. And uh, my father is also a pastor. And uh, so this pastor always seen me grow up. Uh, today, uh, he, he, he's in the heavens right now. And uh, I'm very thankful for the life of this pastor. Because uh, God really used him that day. And I say that, that, I won't say that is the climax. But that was the beginning of everything. Um, I, went to that serv- I went to that service that morning. And I remember just like if it was today, the pastor stops the middle of service and he just points at me. And then anybody who's Pentecostal and goes to service, they know that if there's a pastor up there and he points at you, he calls you out, something powerful is about to come out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. Either good or bad, but it's powerful. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, there's no way to avoid that. Yep. And when he pointed at me, he looked at me and he said, God is telling you enough is enough. He wants to do amazing things through your life. He wants to do things that you can't even imagine being done in your life. But the time to play games is over. You have three months to make a decision of your life. You're either going to become the person that God designed you to be, or you're going to start to feel God's hand weigh upon your life. And at first, I wanted to to be uh, a Christian again, but... I didn't change the people I surrounded myself with. So what happens a month, uh, almost a month later, I was back to doing the same things. I forgot the prophecy. I forgot everything the pastor had said. Then that time time goes, I ha- I go and I get uh, I get into a car accident. 
I didn't realize this at first because I was too busy being angry at life, mm-hmm. blaming everybody, blaming even God for allowing me to be in a car accident and totaling my car and having to leave Atlanta to come back to uh, to Massachusetts again. And that for me was very tough, very hard to, to swallow, um, especially because I was a young kid thinking I had everything. But that accident ended up being 90 days, five hours from the day he preached. So exactly three months later, in five hours, God's promise was prophecy was fulfilled. Unfortunately, it was his hand weighing upon me and not me being receiving a blessing or receiving something from God. So that was where it began. Um, I came I came here back to Massachusetts. Unfortunately, at times like this, you would think that that's the transition phase. But I was that troublemaker. I was that pastor's kid that um, was like, no, like, there's no way. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm young. Like, cool kids party. Cool kids do this. Cool kids do that. Um, So it took me a little bit of time to realize that the place I needed to be all along was was with God, was in the church. Um, The way I... Uh, I, I started my faith. I think it was a little bit more different than anybody else because I actually accepted Christ and I say I had my uh, uh, my first experience with him inside a house party that I was throwing. Um, I wanted to have a party for a thousand people on Black Friday uh, along with a couple of my friends. And um, we, we, uh, we had all, everything you can imagine. We had it over there. Um, and we planned this huge party when it got to about like 1, 1.30 a.m. When that wave of people come to the party, we had oh, easily over 500 people, easily over 500 people uh, at this place. And um, when we when it got to that 1.30 in the morning and everybody started to come, I looked at, I looked around. And um, when I came back downstairs to the main floor, I saw something, Tyler, that I thought I would never see in my life. Mm-hmm. Um I knew what it was like to be a Christian. I knew what it was like to be a pastor's son. I was raised in the church. I know the right thing to do. I always knew that. So I didn't like to hang out with Christian people because I knew what was the right thing to do. And then I just didn't want to be the reason that a Christian person is getting distracted or is doing something wrong. So I never invited them to any of my stuff. If I were to do stuff, I would do stuff with people that are already in that lifestyle already. Um, I never want to impact somebody in a negative way. But that night when I went downstairs, I saw something that I thought I would never see. And I saw about 60 church people, church young people, like youths, people that are part of churches and they work in the church and they're at my party. A lot of them, I'm seeing them from the first time. I only knew them on social media. And I'm like, yo, how did these people even get my invitation? And I'm seeing drugs. I'm seeing uh, go people going into rooms. I'm seeing all sorts of things that I'm getting scandalized with what I see. And at that moment, that was my turning point. Because at that, pl- at that moment, I've never felt so embarrassed being in God's presence. I felt I felt like I, the Holy Spirit looked at me and just slapped me across the face and asked me a few questions. And it was he was very straightforward with me at that time. He was like, "How many uh, do? How many people know you're a pastor, son? How many people know you're a Christian? 
How many people have you invited to go to church? How many people have you ever tried to bring to church? Man, and I was embarrassed to say that I'm looking at a party with over 500 people and not one point in my life have I ever spoke about God. And now, not once in my life have I invited anybody to go to service with me. But yet, look at where I was at. At that moment, I went, I dropped to my knees in the middle of a party and I'm crying. To everybody else, they're like, oh, man, EP's probably gone. Oh, man, like somebody get him a room. He needs to go to sleep. Like, this is not good. But no, in all reality, what was happening at that moment, I was having an encounter with Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, I go to my knees and I start crying. And I'm like, God, please, I'm sorry. I'm so embarrassed. I know what I'm supposed to do. Can you take me from this world? But this time, God, please let it be different. Help me help me give me new friends put new people around me that are going to influence me in a positive way because to leave this lifestyle that i'm in i cannot do it alone i cannot do it alone and i made that prayer with conviction and i believed it with it a lot of faith there was a that's the thing being a christian the biggest thing you need is faith and i had faith that god was going to be with me from here on out So that day was November 26 in 2014. And for God's glory, at 145, I was out of that house. Until today, I have never stepped into that environment again. And I plan to make that 10, 15, 20 years. So that was my turning point, Tyler. Mm -hmm. That was where it all began. At a house party where I made the decision that I will influence this country. I will influence this state. I will influence this nation, but in a completely different way. I don't do it with my strength. I just mm-hmm. let the Holy Spirit use me as an instrument in his hands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One thing, yeah, that, that's inc- that's incredibly powerful. And, you know, I think, you know, people who are listening right now, are, you know, people who will listen, I think, as you mentioned, you know, everyone is going to have their own struggle. Uh, you know, we've talked about this one-off. Mm-hmm. And, um Everybody's going to have the opportunity to, to, to come to Christ or even just to seek out. Um, and as you mentioned, I think have, having faith is really the, that glue that sticks it all together um, and has been so important for you. Um, you know, I, as you mentioned, you were the pastor's son. So, I, you know, I feel like the, the, the stereotype is that when you're, you're younger, um, there's, there's this kind of maybe burden or maybe this responsibility that you have being the pastor's son that you have to do this every Sunday, you know, go, go to church every Sunday, get there early, you know, make sure you stay, shake hands, um, really check off all the boxes so that you're doing the right thing. Um, and, you know, I, I think now look, looking back to when you were younger um, and that happened and then, you know, you, you always, I think outside of church, you were someone that, that rebelled and that mm-hmm. wanted to hang out with people that, that weren't part of the, part of that, you know, that weren't Christians or weren't part of the church. Because you knew that you know you don't want to drag them mm-hmm. into that into that environment, but now I think it's crazy, and, and this is what I want to focus on is is where you are now, and you go back to church though, and you're someone you know rather than rather than um, being someone who's you know who's just there to be there, you're you're someone that is actively engaged and act and actively participating and showing showing faith in action, so. Um, you know, so, so what what kind of things are you part of now? I know that you've always been involved in music. Mm-hmm. How have you been using God's gifts in the church? 
So um, I want to start with uh, a little bit of scripture because um, this is actually um, what defines all of us. Um, I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know what kind of struggle you're doing. Your battle might be a little bit different than mine, but one thing is definite. We have one guy that can solve all those problems. Um, so if you're going through anything, if somebody promised you something, if it came from God, believe me, you just need time. Luck doesn't exist. Luck is where chance meets opportunity. And God is just waiting for you to be ready for you to receive that opportunity. Um, if we look here in scripture in Jeremiah uh, 1, 5, it's going to say, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. And I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. That goes for all of us. That wasn't something just for me. That's something that... Uh, God gave for all of us. Um, when I came to Christ, I had that mission that wherever I went, you were going to know I'm a Christian. I had to. Even if we didn't speak, you needed to see that I'm a Christian. You needed to see that I'm a different person. I promised myself to God that I would surrender my all and my all would be his. I'm not here to get famous. I'm not here to get known. I'm here to make Jesus Christ famous and him known. And his name will be glorified. Whatever comes after that, that's just a result of God's will being done in, in all of us. Um, so with that, we began uh, United Movement. Like I said, it, also, it was something that started at the beach. And then we ended up at the Luau. At the Luau was where... It wasn't just about me uh, having an encounter with God. That moment, that luau was something that we had a lot of young people that were able to accept Christ for the first time. And um, something that mar really marked me that night was because it was the first night that we all got together. We all are we are all college kids. Most of us, a lot of the people that work with me in the uh, in the committee, in the staff, they are a lot of our college kids. We do have a lot of pastors that um, are supporting us and they work with us. But the actual hands-on thing, it is a lot of like college kids. So we are learning and we are hungry. Um, you need to be hungry. You need to have thirst for this. But And I promise you, helping others is what's going to make you stronger. That night when um, we had uh, my brother and my friend, Pastor Chris, he came out straight from Brazil. He left the airport and went straight to the Luau. He said he needed to be there. And I was like, it's God. And when he came and he gave the word, it was so powerful, bro. And um, we, the cops came, <laughs> neighbors came. And for God's glory, there was a sick, there was a, there was a lady, uh, and she was one of the neighbors, and she was sick. And um, she was, but she was sitting on her deck, watching the whole time. And after it all, she came in her wheelchair with her daughter, and she was like, "I want to serve the God you guys serve. I don't know what that is, but I feel what you guys are feeling here in my house. I want to feel that every single day. Th those are things that I don't do. I didn't call her to come here." The Holy Spirit took her there. Mm -hmm. Well, we are. I have a pastor friend that he says. Uh, he says something. He uses this analogy. We are the we are the star that guide people to Christ. Mm -hmm. The people. The, the whole changing. We don't do any of the changing. 
We just take them to Christ. And when we take them to Christ, the Holy Spirit will do His work. We just got to do our job. Um, from there, we worked on, we work, we help out a lot of churches and events. Um, we have our unite. We have United Worship, which is um, some, like you you were mentioning. Um, I've been involved in music ever since I was a kid. I play piano since I was eight years old. Since I was nine, I was already playing at my church, and I've been playing. I played from nine all the way until I went to college. I took a break, but I came uh, when I came back uh, to Christ. I started playing again, and now we've been uh, been playing uh, a lot of. Th- a lot of places. Um, we've been at this. Well, let's say every weekend where I've been playing at the church has been uh, almost three, almost three years now. But United Movement, uh, United Worship, that was something that God gave to us um, at the seminar. Um, our mission was to unite God's people and celebrate the unity. You know, uh, something we always say: United we stand, divided we fall. Together we are stronger. Um, so we have wanted to, our mission was to unite as many youths as possible, as many youth leaders as possible, and youth pastors uh, involved, and we wanted to get everybody working together, mm-hmm. so together God's name could be glorified, so we can be able to bring out something with good quality, with um, hard work from each of us, and show that like it is possible for us to live this life for the kingdom. Um, something I always say everywhere we go is um, uh, is is simple. I'm always just like, hey, in heaven, I'm pretty sure there's no fences. Uh, in Brazil, where I'm from, every house is divided by like a 15 foot wall. Every single house. So like every Brazilian that comes to the United States, the first thing they like question is like. How is there no fences? How is there no, I mean, not fences, how is there no walls? How is there no gate in front of the driveway? How do people just leave their car on, turn it, and they're not in the car? So, like, all these things are a little bit different for us. So, I always go up and I'm like, hey, the heavens is not like Brazil, all right? (laughs) Heavens, there's no walls. I'm going to walk into your house. I'm opening that door. I'm going to the fridge. I'm getting that drink. And I'm like, all right. What's up, brother? <laughs> then that's that's how it is. So we yeah. need to get used to that brotherly life today, and that's what we try to bring to bring into the people. Um, we had our first event, uh, United. That was the first time United Worship got together as a group, as a um, as a worship team. Mm-hmm. Um, at United Movement seminar this year, we were able to reach out to five different states. Um, all the way from Vermont, all the way down to Maryland. So we went to, um, uh, so we went, no, oh, Maryland, Pennsylvania, I'm sorry. And then, uh, so we had all these five states come out and be a part of United Movement Seminar. Uh, for God's glory, we had over 30 ch- different churches in that place. And we were able to now, doing something positive, we were able to reach almost a thousand young kids mm-hmm. at that place. And which is something that it, growing up, it was something that I didn't see. Um, I saw a lot of competition. I saw like one church trying to be bigger than the other or better than the other. And it's not about one being better than the other. If God blessed this church more than he blessed the other one, he's just working on that other one so they can all be blessed together. At the end of the day, we're all fighting for one name, you know, and we have one goal. From my home church, uh, it's only me 
and my sister from my home church. Everybody else that is involved in the band, we are all from a different ministry. And that's what United Movement is. It's not to show that, like, oh, that one church has a beautiful worship team. No, it's not about that. It's We're living, literally the living proof that, like, look at that. They're united from, there's eight people in the worship team. There's seven churches in there. Mm -hmm. Wow. Look at that. Maybe each of those people individually, they're they're good. But when they unite together, look at how beautiful that, that is. And that, that was that. Uh, we really thought that at the seminar, we were just going to be a worship team just to play, uh, just to get that opportunity to play and uh, worship. But God had different plans that none of us even had imagined. Um, because ever since the seminar happened in April, um, now we're actually a real worship team. We're... Um, we're working on recording now. Um, we we travel. We go to places. We have been very fortunate to meet a lot of youth churches and a lot of youth people. And um, I'm just very happy and very uh, proud to be and honored to see that God chose us to do this, not because of our past, but he chose to use us now and this time to be a voice for our generation. And for me, that's that doesn't have a price tag. Um, I had a meeting a couple of days ago with the kids and I was just like, guys, this is a baby that God gave us. We need to take care of this. We need to fight for this like our life depended on it. Because newsflash, it does depend on it. We, our lives do depend on this. If um, anything God will called you to do, he's going to give you that bill when it's your time to go to heaven. He's going to look at what you were called to do. And he's going to ask you, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? There was X amount of people you were supposed to reach, but you didn't. That's why I believe in what you guys do. Guys like us, I believe in this. I believe in this. I, I know that there's people that are impacted by this. I know there are people that are touched by this. And I also know that one word can change a person's life forever. Um, I preached a message one time. And um, it was very simple because it's very easy for you to look at a pastor and think he doesn't struggle, think he doesn't have um, battles or daily battles. But believe me, we all have our battles. It might be different, but we all but we all have our battles. Um, the message I preached uh, one day was I titled it. We are all homeless. We are all homeless. The difference between me to the homeless EP today and the homeless EP before was because before I didn't have the bread. Today, I have the bread. So my duty is to share that bread with all these other people. A little bit of that. And that bread is Jesus Christ. So that's what we do. I'm, I'm not different than anybody. I'm not. The only difference is I found the bread and now I'm sharing it with you. Now, are you willing to do the same? I love that. That could possibly be the the uh, title of this podcast. So <laughs> I, I might I might have to replicate that uh, <laughs> that message. One one final thing I want to mention. Um, it was really cool to see is in 2016 um, the United States or actually sorry Mexico played against Brazil. Is that correct um, at Gillette Stadium? Yep. Uh, it was actually United States and United uh, States versus yeah, Brazil. It was USA versus Brazil. Um, so back in 2016, the United States played Brazil, um, and you know, crazy, crazy. But you know, Brazil, uh, the Brazilian soccer, uh, national soccer team was here for a few days. 
um, and all of a sudden I was looking through social media and I, I was scrolling through, I was scrolling through, I was scrolling through, I see EP, I click on his name and I see him shaking hands with uh, Kaka and Neymar mm-hmm. and all, all these big guys. And then I, and then I look again and I'm like, wow, they're, they're in, they're in, they're in the church, like with yep. EP and mm-hmm. with, and with the family. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is incredible. Um, so can you, can you kind of talk a bit more about what happened? <laughs> um, I, I know that you were with them, um, and had the opportunity to, to pray, to pray for them. Um, but there's something else that was special too. I mean, that Tyler is actually like, um, a moment in my life that, uh, I'll never forget. Um, again, that's another miracle. That's another, uh, it's another proof of what God can really do when you give yourself to him. Um, as Tyler mentioned before, we grew up together, we played soccer together, we went to the same high school together, and I'm sure he had the same dream as me. I always believed that I was going to be a professional soccer player. I wanted to carry that World Cup trophy with my national jersey and just take it off and be like waving it all over <laughs> yeah. to people and look like Cristiano Ronaldo over there. Like, so I, I did have that dream of being a professional soccer player and being part of the Brazilian national squad. Um, when I decided to give myself to Christ, I had asked, I had actually done an experiment with him. I was like, God, I am going to be a real Christian for three months, a real Christian, but I want to see your glory. I want to experience the supernatural. I want to live it. I want to see it. I don't want to hear anybody talk about it. I want to feel it with me everywhere I go. So I started to... Uh, search for God. I started to study. I started to pray more. I started to fast. And um, there was two youth pastors that um, were very influential in my life because before them, um, I didn't even think it was possible for you to be a college student and have a relationship with Christ. I just didn't think those two went hand in hand. I always believed that God wanted to use me. I always believed that I was going to be a pastor one day. But I always thought that was going to be after I was 30 years old. I was married. I already had kids. I never thought that God would want to take me during my college years to do what I do today. Um, so these two youth pastors, um, they're very young. They're only a couple years older than me. Uh, when I met them, one was 23. The other one was 24. I was 21. And I started to see something that I didn't see in other youth kids. Um, I, I looked at them and I'm like, yo, I like going out. They go out a lot more than I do. I love traveling. These guys travel the whole world. Uh, like, I want a family one day. They're married. They're happily married. They got kids. Like, And I, I started to look at that and question that why and how. Because they're sober all the time. They don't go out. Like, what do you yeah. mean? Like, how do they have fun and, and whatnot? So I started to search a little bit uh, more about them. Um, with that, after a year went by, um, Pastor Guilherme from Brazil, he was here uh, again. And um, he actually, uh, his company is the company that makes gospel uh, shirts. And they send it all over the world. Um, so pretty much every single gospel shirt that you see any soccer player uh, use is through Pastor's Gee's um, company mm-hmm. in Brazil. So it happened that Pastor Gee and David Lu- and David Luiz they were all here um, at the same time and in the same week. So we just went and sent them a message. We're just like, hey, David, like we have uh, some shirts that we want to give to the national team, so you guys could wear it on Tuesday against the USA team. And David Luiz he was just like, 
Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, you want to come through? Let, let's uh, come through the hotel. We'll sit down and get the shirts and whatnot. And then it was also our youth service. So I was like, you know what, man? Like, let me just hit him with the invite. And I was like, hey, David, like, um, we have our youth service tonight, and Pastor Gee, he's the one that's going to be preaching. Like, he's going to be the guest speaker tonight. Like, you want to come? Like, five hours later, I'm here thinking, like, oh, man, I asked the wrong question. <laughs> that's yeah. what I was thinking. And I was like, yeah, what was I thinking? He's going to, this guy, like, he's so established. He's going to want to go to my little church. Like, what was I thinking? Oh, man. Like, five hours later, he's like, oh, bro, my bad. Can you pick me up at 5.30? And I'm like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I went to I went to the hotel to pick him up. Um, ended up, he was like, oh, I have a few more guys that want to come to service, too. Is that cool? And I was like, yeah, of course. Um, it ended up being Kaka and Lucas Mora from PSG. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was we went to church together. It was a blessed service. Um the whole time, uh, it was just confirmation to me. I was like, wow, like, look at what God does. When would I think that I would be involved with these players and that I play on with FIFA, but I'm going to church with them. I'm not just with them. I'm going to church. We're actually doing ministry. This is like exactly what God wanted us to do. Um, on the way back, we build we build friendship. So even though today, we all, we all have contact. I talk to a lot of them. And... Um, when we got back to the hotel, um, they were just like, they invited myself along with Pastor Gee to uh, come out and spend the day with them, with the rest of the team. They wanted us to take some a moment with God. They wanted us to pray with the team. They wanted us to preach and uh, speak a little bit about the gospel. And um, so the following day, uh, Pastor Gee along, uh, along with myself, we went there and we were able to meet the whole national team, um, everybody. And um, we w- what was amazing to me is that uh, we were all sitting in a room, and I'm looking to my right, and I'm like, wow, there's Kaká, there's Douglas Cost, there's there, uh, Lucas, David Luiz, Luizão. Uh, Neymar, too, yeah. Neymar, yeah, yeah. And Marcelo. Like, all these people that um, I'm just used to seeing on TV, and they're just there to listen to what, what God had put in our hearts to speak out mm-hmm. to them. Um Something that at that moment marked my whole life because that was actually the first time I was involved in something and uh, I saw lives being saved um, through our work. And uh, for us to be over there and preach and to see three of those soccer players come back to Christ um, and few of them accept Christ for the first time in their lives, that's something that doesn't have a price tag. Um, for me, that day was a day that I was called mm-hmm. to play for the best soccer team in the world. Today, mm-hmm. I play for Christ. For Christ. Mm-hmm. And there's no better team than that. I never lose. <laughs> I, I never lose. So it, it, it's like that whole, ex- that whole experience of um, being with the national team and being able to preach and um, work with God on that Um it was just more of God showing me that his my dreams are so small for him. And he can fulfill it with a with a snap of his fingers. Mm-hmm. He'll be able to fulfill that dream. But it really all comes down to are you ready for that dream to be fulfilled? And God right there, he used Pastor Gee as a connection so I can see and witness God's glory. 
those things I don't um, everything are things that I'll cherish for the rest of my life. Um, I ever since ever since that day um, I started working at the radio. So like uh, now I'm a radio broadcaster. I work with uh, Nasa Haju, and we have our um, program over there. Um, and since then, it's just been something. So many doors have opened, um, and it's been truly, it's been truly a blessing. Um, this life that I live today, I, I can't emphasize enough, guys. Um, take it from me. I, I was a party animal. <laughs> I was that kid that. If it had something to do with the party, I was there. I wanted to be involved. I wanted to be in the dead center of it all. Mm -hmm. um, but me, even me being that person, today I'll tell you, if I could go back to being 18 years old, I would have never done anything that I've, that I've done in the past till now. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily regret it because it makes me the person I am today. But if we do have the power, if we did have the power to, cha to change our past, I would, I would make better decisions. But since we don't have that power, guys, <laughs> it's very important that um, we fight every single day and we are making the best decisions of our lives, which is to follow Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it, it's a good fight, and you, and you have God on your side, too. You never lose. And, it's, and you never lose. Thanks so much for, for being on the show today. Uh, I really do appreciate it. Um, would you mind closing us out in prayer to finish? Or actually... Before we do so, is there anything else that you want to mention, um, or any or any any questions you had for me um, before we before we hop off? Um, mainly first and foremost, uh, it was my first time getting to know um, guys like us. Um, I just want to say congratulations for you what you guys are doing. I believe in your ministry. Uh, from here on out, you guys will be in my prayers. I know that um, it's not easy to do what you guys are doing. And I know that God needs to give you guys the strategies and guidance so you guys can do his will. Uh, we're not here to make anybody else famous other than his name. Um, so that is what I want to leave out to you guys. I want to thank for this opportunity to be here and be part of this great ministry as well. Um, I also want to extend my social media stuff. If you guys want to get in contact with uh, United Movement, if uh, your church wants to get involved and your church needs anything, anything, we are here to help you with whatever it is you need. Um, you guys could all hit me up on Instagram. It's EP, the letter to E, NP, underline, Pires, P-I-R-E-S. So EP, underline, e Pires, P-I-R-E-S. And then for Facebook, it's the same thing. It's just without the underline. So E-P space Pires. P-I-R-E-S. And if you also want to hit us up right on uh, Instagram at our United Movement page, uh, you guys could just find us at United Movement Oficial. United Movement Official. So just look for that and we will be more than happy to be working with you, to be praying with you. And remember, you are never alone. Together we are stronger. So hit us up. Let's work together because united we stand, divided we fall. And as and as you say, and noise. <laughs> and as I always you say, and noise. Awesome. EP, would you mind closing us out in prayer? Absolutely. God, thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you so much for not only bringing me here today, but also uniting me along with my brother Tyler. Um, it's amazing and truly amazing to see that all these years uh, apart, 
brought him to the position that he's in today. And that makes me very proud and very happy to be involved with something so beautiful. God, in this moment, I would like to pray for guys like us. Continue to give them strength. Continue to give them the strategies, Father. I know the battles will come, but let them show them, Father, that all these storms, they didn't come to stay. They came to pass. Everything that they go through is so they can gain experience. So in the next, when the next battle comes, Father, it's going to be for something greater and they will be already ready to fight. We are all warriors, Father. For that, I already thank you because you give us the strength, you give us the power, and you do give us the strategies to never lose. And for that, I thank you, Father. In this moment, I would also like to pray for my life. I would like to pray for the life of the everybody that is involved in United Movement. We know it's not easy. It's very hard. But with you, we are we can uh, defeat anything. So, Father, thank you so much. At this moment, I would like to pray for you to take Tyler home in peace. I would like to pray for him to have a safe flight back to Washington. May you bless his, his flight. May you bless his life, Father. So when he goes to Washington, he can not only impact his church, but also impact his community as well, Father. I'm very happy for everything that you do. And since then, I just want to thank you, Father, once again, because you will never leave us alone, ever. For that, I pray and I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks so much, EP. It was a pleasure having you. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, nice. Hey, nice. for joining another episode of the guys like us podcast it was an absolute pleasure having ep on the show today hearing what he is all about and going back to old times um, but this time with a, a bit of a different spin and starting all the way back from his testimonies um, in atlanta and then just the environment he was around and the importance of putting yourself around people who you want to become more like um, and ultimately, uh, who are more Christ-like and better influences, um, and putting God at the center. Um, he, he found out that enough was enough, um, and as the pa pastor mentioned, there was, there's things in, in EP's life that God had, had wanted to do for so long um, that he couldn't even ima imagine. Uh, I found that quote in incredibly powerful, um, and I can only imagine how how EP saw that firsthand. Um, we then moved into the importance of, of praying with conviction and just a lot of faith um, as we as we sometimes face journeys that are a bit longer than expected um, with a, a lot of highs, a lot of lows, and, and just a lot of uncertain and confusion um, mixed in between. Um, and then also Jeremiah 1.5, um, a, a verse that EP referenced, and, and then talking about United Movement and its early beginnings and the power of fellowship and how just a small group of people came together and just over two days it grew to, you know, over 150 people. Um, and then for this United Movement and United Worship Seminar, just drawing people from all across uh, five states, um, different churches, all coming together for one united reason to to celebrate God's glory and bring everyone together. 
And then finally, something that I, for me, was was really was really cool to hear is EP's experience with the Brazilian soccer team and how he was able to to play for the national team, um, but just in in a bit of a different way than than he thought years back when we were playing in high school. Um, and 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 to conclude, just that we're we're all homeless. We we all need to find refuge and seek God's kingdom. So with that, I conclude and say thank you again for your support and for for being with me and being with the guys like us on this journey.